listening to Songbones Podcast, where we get to the real and go to the deep with grassroots singer-songwriters. I'm Michelle McAfee. I drove into Portland past tent towns and high-end restaurants, graffiti bridges and dispensaries, into a neighborhood full of porches, artists, community gardens, and city buses. It was a neighborhood where 10 years ago, I walked into a home full of music, people, and laughter, and experienced my first songwriter soiree. It was Robin Jackson's home, and it was his vision then to create a communal open mic, Portland style. Now, a decade later, it has bloomed into one of the Northwest's most beloved acoustic music scenes. I talked with Robin about what comes next, his life before the soiree, and a new super hit project he's involved with now. Welcome to episode nine. I'm here with Robin Jackson. We're in Portland. Yeah, thank you for hosting me here in your awesome home. Yeah, yeah, it's great to make the reconnection again. Cool, and so um, you're still doing the soiree, right? So catch me up. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we started the songwriter soiree in my living room 10 years ago uh, as a place for musicians to play for each other. Um, and it's bond into a whole community and we moved it to a different venue about three and a half years ago where it's been running, uh, pretty strongly, I'd say on an upward arc, if anything. Cool. Yeah. So 10 years, we just had our 10 year anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, That's exciting. Yeah, it is. So did you move into another venue because just there were too many people or you needed it out of your personal um, space? Kind of both. Okay. <laughs> it was becoming more and more public. And so, you know, we really started this event with the living room vibe of like feeling like you're coming into that really intimate private space, but we opened it to kind of anybody. So that was always there, that magic. Um, But I mean, I think I counted a hundred people in my living room at one time and I was like, oh, time to, time to go. Mm -hmm. And my roommates at the time were kind of like, it's time to move on. So Mm -hmm. it was a natural movement. Yeah. So now we're in a, a really lovely like yoga music space, oh, nice. yeah, called the Yoga Shala. Mm-hmm. And does the songwriter soiree happen on a certain day every month? Yes, no. I okay. sort of uh, aim for a Friday, but really it shifts around, and mm-hmm. so we're actually shifting the, the day right now. Okay. Yeah. I came in its earlier stages because I lived in Portland about ten years ago, and <laughs> I remember like walking up on the porch, and there were just mass amount of shoes everywhere <laughs> i was like this is gonna be good that's a good sign when you see that yeah, giant pile of shoes I know, it was great and then i walked in to this living room and stairwell and side rooms and hallways full of people who were being so respectful of each other and mm. once the music started the place was silent and everybody sat down on mm. the floor or on the couches or on pillows and there was a potluck, I think, in the kitchen, yep. and people brought food. And then just you would have people that you invited. Um, was that correct? It wasn't an open mic. It was by It actually is an open mic. It is an open mic. So it's okay. very much like sign up when you arrive oh, and play. Okay. And then, you know, we have our own biases of slipping people that we love in on the list. Yeah. But generally, it was like show up, sign up, okay. get up. <laughs> I was blown away by it. I thought it was just yeah. the coolest thing. And yeah. just definitely the hippest people in right town on. were there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really special event. It started, um, you know, just for my own selfish desire to play with people. 
but yeah, it's just a really beautiful event. I really wanted to like hold on to that intimate kind of everyone's welcome living room vibe, everything you just described mm-hmm. of just like feeling like you're home, mm-hmm. but have it be public. Yeah. So I think you've yeah. done an amazing job. Thank you. It. It's yeah. me and it's a community. Yeah. So. yeah. Mm-hmm. What? inspired you to start it like was it a dream was it like a little (laughs) seed that had been kind of tickling in the back of your mind for a while yeah it's actually got a cool story I think you know like many um, beginnings of projects or um, creative projects or journeys it started from a place of hardship Um, a lot of people that I know you know transform very hard places in their lives into amazing things it's almost like when you hit rock bottom you have to go up um so i was in that place my dad had just died who was very close to me and then i just had a huge breakup with like one of my best friends who's actually in this house right now upstairs (laughs) visiting me right now from santa cruz um we're good friends now and um i was just really craving like a more intimate place for my music to go. I'd been playing in really like loud, rocking, fun, flamboyant bands, uh, March 4th Marching Band, if you've heard of them, and another group called Vagabond Opera, um, which were, we toured all over the world and it was so fun and, and wild in my 20s. And I was just craving like a more intimate outlet for like the kind of wounded folk experience, mm-hmm. but just really songs that were like sincere and more heartfelt. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I kind of needed a kick in the butt. And I remember I went to Burning Man um, in 2009. And um, a friend there was like, when are you going to make your own album? And I was like, I was like, yeah, when am I? And then I, I sat around this piano with another friend till like five in the morning one night exchanging songs. And I'd never, ever done that. I'd never played my songs for anybody. I was really nervous about it, ironically, because I sang in front of literally thousands of people for like 10 years up to that point. But the like sharing of like, this is my song about my emotional process in front of you was a terrifying experience. And I knew I wanted to grow through that. And so I tend to be someone who kind of pushes myself. So um, I did that, it was really inspiring. I came home from Burning Man and I was like, I want to, I need something. I need, I need something else. I need to pull myself out of my depression and give myself an impetus for create for creation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was like, let's do this event. Let's just start with one. And we did it in our living room. Um, and we invited like every amazing musician we knew, which was actually quite a lot of really incredible people. Like, um, just really like the shook twins and like mm-hmm. my friend Hunter pay. Um, we've had so many amazing well-known artists, and we had like maybe 50 people come to the first one and it was dreamy. And um, I was like, all right, this is what I needed. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really helped me in so many ways um, among thousands of other people. But it really started from like a selfish and selfless place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've kind of touched on some ways that it's really affected you personally and mm-hmm have there been changes or tangible things in your life oh, yeah. that the soiree has had? Oh my gosh, so many. That's Can a good question. I mean, first of all, both of my albums would not, I don't think would exist if not for that event because every month it gave me a writing deadline. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for whatever you're doing, you know, having a deadline of accountability and a, like a carrot to chase is really helpful. It's so like that month would come along and I'd be like, shoot, I don't have a song. 
and I'd like focus really hard and finish a song, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so that was one thing. So two albums and then, um, gosh, just the like emotional outlet support connection that I receive every month, even though the event takes a lot of energy to put on, it's so fulfilling. Um, I've made so many friends from that event and musical collaborations. I've met so many other musicians that I now play with mm-hmm. and we've played and recorded with, with each other. Um, and new projects have come out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have made, yeah, so I mean, it's just really blown up and expanded my community, which also then really helps my own music projects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next like phase of my life really, which is running these retreats, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so many positive ways, yeah. Do you think it's equally had that kind of an impact on the Portland music scene or the hmm. singer-songwriter scene in Portland? Of course I want to say I hope so. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I know, I mean, it wasn't meant to be a loaded question. No, but I mean, <laughs> I think, you know, it's a big the event's been around for 10 years. And yes, I would say, yeah, absolutely. It's got to the point a while ago where I would mention the soiree and mostly, more often than not, people would be like, oh, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I've been wanting to go to that for a long time, or any. I mean, I was online dating for a while, and like mm-hmm. I have women be like, "Hey, are you the guy that runs the soiree?" Oh. Like, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "Okay, that's a good sign." <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, you know. Robin, I think you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> totally, that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's a big. We've had over twenty seven hundred people perform there. Wow. Over 10 years. Wow, that's I know I did impressive. the math for our 10 year anniversary. I was like, and I was like, no way. How's that possible? But <laughs> it totally penciled out. Yeah. So, I mean, all those people, that's just people who've performed. We usually get like half the audience just comes and listens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've had thousands of people and then they tell their friends. So, yeah, yeah um, I've had a lot of really like top notch, perf- like famous people come and play and be like, this is like one of the best things I've ever done in my whole career. You know, I'm like, oh, you said that to all the open mics. <laughs> but no, it's a special. It's one, really, for it's sure. really special. Yeah, and is. so that's why I keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Good. And so, did the retreat idea? Obviously, it came out of that because it's the soiree retreat, right? Can you? Because I don't yeah. know anything about the retreat. Would so, you enlighten me? Yeah. Well, so we just had our 10 year anniversary of the songwriter soiree. Uh, this amazing community of people in Portland that come together every month and play music and like bond over, you know, connection. And I was like, our 10 year anniversary was in October, just now, 2019. And I was like, what, what do we do for it? What's the next step? So that was the obvious answer was, well, a retreat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I just kind of floated the idea to like a bunch of my music friends and every one of them was like, oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, you have me hands down, whatever. I was like, all right. So um, so we did the first one in October and it happened to be the same weekend as as the 10 year anniversary of our first start date. And uh, it was four days at this amazing, beautiful retreat center up near Olympia out on the lake in the woods with 75 people came. Wow. And basically it was like uh, we offered music, songwriting, and creativity workshops all day mixed with ecstatic dance and yoga and all the meals. And then every night we'd have an open mic that runs like four to five hours. Whoa. Yeah. How fun. Um, followed by a campfire, which goes till dawn. And, um, and then wake up, do yoga, repeat. And let me tell you, it was like the most mind-blowing, incredible experience. I mean, 
nothing really went wrong. I couldn't believe it. Everyone just left beaming. I'd say half the group came home and wrote three to five songs, you know, like over the next couple of weeks. Um, and people just felt so connected to each other and like they'd found their tribe and their family. There was a lot, um, a lot of healing that happened the weekend. And I just was like, really like blown away by it. So, Whoa, and so we're going to do it again in, uh, March. Okay. Yeah. What are the dates? Yeah. Uh, uh, March 19th to the 23rd is the next, uh, songwriter soiree retreat. Okay. Yeah. Will it be at the same place? At the same location. Yeah. Near Olympia, Washington. Wow. Yeah. And so do people carpool up there? Oh, totally. Or, okay. Oh yeah. 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 We organize all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People definitely um, carpool. I'm certainly yeah. interested. Cool. If I would love it if you came. Yeah. It'd be so that fun. It would be amazing. Yeah. There's a real mix of um, experience that comes. We've had mm-hmm. like real professional people that tour for a living mm-hmm. and are like, they got so much out of it from the workshops and just like the tools. And then honestly, a lot of people come who have never played music in their life, mm-hmm. didn't consider themselves a songwriter. They just came because we we sold it as that and that's what it is it's really more of a creativity weekend so anybody can really come and just a enjoy the vibe b or you know come and take poetry workshops writing workshops workshops on like busting through your creative blocks um sarah tone who's an amazing musician is coming and doing drumming the whole weekend i know she's incredible um, so really like I had probably 15 people come who never don't identify as quote unquote musicians and they all are coming back. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's, you yeah. can't ask for better than that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So if people oh. want to find out more about it, where would they look? Uh, online they at songwriter soiree.com. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. Or just Google it. Yeah. Right on. Me too. A cover me in moonshine And I'll fill your cup With sentimental tales of raspberry wine Cause I've been singing these cowboy tears Since we came to an end And I'm writing snake oil poems And drinking alabaster gin like a kite in the wind Oh, I'm caught in a spin I'm out on a limb Sweet dreams oh, Cover me in sweet dreams And I'll paint you a story Roses and gold and bittersweet things It's time to say hello to these lonesome lullabies And write into the story of a new sunrise And may our river of tears Wash away all our fears Perfectly clear Sweet pie 
make me some sweet pie and fill it with whatever makes it better and will cause these eyes to dry and I pray to Mother Mary great spirit and the holy fool that we listen to each other and take heed of the golden See it through ever get a chance to check out the songwriter soiree in Portland, Oregon, do it. You'll be happy you did. As much as we try to describe the sweetness and magic of it, it really just has to be experienced. Robin mentioned his previous bands, his previous life before the soiree, and I wanted to know more about that life, what it was like, and how it was similar, or not, to the life he's living now. And so you said you played in other groups before doing your own thing and kind of going into the songwriter realm and it was march 4th marching band Uh and it was vagabond opera Mm -hmm. and did you write for those groups as well yeah i did they were really fun groups to write for and were you one of the lead singers uh in vagabond opera yeah there was three singers uh Mm -hmm. eric stern started the group he was kind of like the main dude and Mm -hmm. then um me and another woman also wrote and sang songs Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really curious. Like you've been out toured all over the world. You've worked in big bands. Like mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of people in those bands yeah. collectively. Is there anything that you like better about being kind of a solo singer songwriter versus being in a great big band like that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to both. So it's a cool question. I I like the um, the connection with the audience and the intimacy. And I like getting to share my feelings and my experiences mm-hmm. um, and that like creating that like magical dreamy space together that feels very like intense and kind of like, like you're being led in and brought into like a story. You know, I want people to feel like they're coming into a world. Um, and I think, you know, so many people, myself included, we love being seen and heard, you know, we love having a place to share our innermost selves. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, it's very healing and um, I really get a lot from doing that on a personal level and I get a lot from seeing other people empathize and uh, relate to my songs Mm -hmm. just as I do with so many of my um, mentors and people I admire who are songwriters. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's been, it's been really satisfying. On the other hand, I also really like playing in front of large groups. So I'm still doing that 
mm-hmm. I guessed with other with other groups. Mm-hmm. I've been playing with the Polish ambassador, who's like an electronic musician. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I wanted to ask you about so, that. Too. That's been really satisfying. What does that feel like? <laughs> it's Man, so those fun. Are big stages. It's a party. You that's know, incredible. I mean, it reminds me. I saw me a of... video, and it was just like, "Are you kidding me? That <laughs> is cool." I mean, it totally just satisfies my own desire for the big fun dance party and dance music yeah, and he's like rock star. I love his music and mm-hmm. I love him. They're all just great people in that group, mm-hmm. him and Ayla Nerio. And, um, and so you're playing with him. Yeah. Playing saxophone. Saxophone. Okay. Yeah, and that's part of it. it. It's an outlet for a saxophone mm-hmm. for my saxophone. So how often do you tour with him? Or? Um, it's just been, we just met in May last year. And so we've had a few tours together mm-hmm. and I think he doesn't tour a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to get out again in the spring and I've been recording for him quite a lot. So fun. I hope like at least every couple months. Yeah, yeah. It's been really fun. That sounds like a great gig. Yeah. It's really fun. So how often are you on the road? versus not on the road oh i'm not really on the road anymore oh, okay. like i don't i'm don't not tour it's more of like okay. uh an energetic on the road no i don't know yeah i don't I tour much anymore i okay. did tour relentlessly in my 20s and early 30s mm-hmm. and now i mean playing with polish ambassador i'm suddenly like on the road again mm-hmm. we did like two weeks you know yeah. in uh october that was really fun yeah and but i was like wow i haven't done this for a while mm-hmm. so i like being home and i like mm-hmm. my focus is kind of more on the songwriter soiree and the retreats and my own band yeah um and just working on stuff in portland yeah, yeah so does the road when you are touring with groups like that and when you were out all the time like i imagine the burnout's high oh so high yeah <laughs> and what what is it is it like you're eating oh, yeah. bad meals or oh, not me? sleeping or what it just like, depends what on it? your personal the- tolerance but i mean classic like i have a high level of self-care needs so I need to sleep well, I need to exercise every day, and I need to eat well. Mm-hmm. We all, those are the big three, obviously. Yeah. And so, I mean, this group, Polish Ambassador, everyone in that group is similar. They all have high needs around food and sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the exercise junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard to do those things. So I'm like, every moment I'm like, cut and sleep to head to the gym at the hotel, you know, to like, and then we're like, luckily we all want to go to the co-op. But, but yeah, I mean, I I quit March 4th in Vagabond Opera. I was getting really tired of hanging out in a van all day Mm -hmm. and just not getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And I I miss the like adventure Mm -hmm. and the novelty and the connection with other people in other cities Mm -hmm. all over the world. Um, But I don't miss the lack of sleep and lack of exercise. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so this, this is kind of nice because it's like a smaller commitment, but it's really fun. Yeah. So it sounds it sounds yeah. really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like one show that is currently in your life would be like a pinnacle show whether it was with another band or your own personal Something show, I've played or want to play yeah. or that you have played. Like have you had an experience live? Oh yeah. That was like the pinnacle so far. Uh I've had a lot. I've cool. been so fortunate. Tell yeah. Me, tell me about some I mean, of those, my I'm first fascinated. gig with Polish Ambassador was at Red Rocks. Oh. In Colorado. Oh. <laughs> So oh. I can't beat that. If there was one stage, if if like the universe was like, you can pick one stage to play one time in like, your life, it would be that one. I know. I was like, he asked me, to, I mean, we like, we like connected online and then we like, I did like an audition with him and then he was like, Hey, I'd love to play with you. Look on my tour schedule and let me know what shows you would like to play. And I, and I saw Red Rocks and I was like, I'll play Red Rocks. And he was like, oh, wow, that's kind of a big gig for your first gig. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. It'll be great. 
secretly secretly i'm like yes yes this is worth it <laughs> oh right on. it was great i mean was it, it was such a bucket list check it yeah. was so fun can you describe so, like for those of us who haven't stood on that stage oh. like what is it like sending music out into that amphitheater like, um, what's it like oh it's so there? expansive i mean that's like nine thousand people yeah. um going straight up and just the energy of the rocks and the open sky um, like, and, does it bounce back at you? Like, do you hear this crazy amount of reverb because of the rocks? I'm trying to remember or, that. I don't remember that. So or are much. the monitors dialed. The monitors for that, really so dialed. The, the sound was yeah. like supreme. I'm sure. You know, yeah. so I more re- remember the energy of the place and just like thinking about that I was standing on the same stage as the Beatles and Willie Nelson and you know. Were Bob your knees Dylan and, shaken just and a I was little? like, I actually wasn't nervous. Ironically, wow. some gigs are so big that I'm saluting you. They, that they nobody don't, can see me I right don't now. Get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the gigs where I get nervous are the ones where I'm playing the soiree on a chair with yeah. everyone staring at me. Yeah, but not sure. the ones where it's like nine thousand people and a bunch of lights in my face. Man, what is it's that? It's a trip. I it, think it's is the, it the uh, vulnerability piece. What is that? Because I yeah, find that. it's like um, I feel more um, anonymous in that way. And there's like more, it's like when I'm playing with other people, it's not just all eyes on me. It's like, it's a group thing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm jamming, even though I'm soloing or playing a line, it's like, I'm part of a group and we're all rocking out yeah. and the audience is like having a good time. And I just feel less like on the spot. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it also has to do with when you're singing your own words, it's like you're yes. giving more of yourself over to people that for is very better true. or worse. And I, I find that to be more nerve wracking. And sometimes I've been the most nervous in a living room with my friends, like what you're saying. Or, you know, like, I know y'all know me, but, oh, here's a piece that you might not know in this song, you know. And so, yeah, I find mm. I can imagine that, you know, playing saxophone with the Polish ambassador, you know, might be slightly less nerve wracking than sitting at the soiree and Oddly, playing for half of Portland. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So funny, but it's true. Wow. Yeah. It's it's so that's human behavior right there. Yeah. Yeah.
Did you all just catch that? Robin Jackson tours and records with the Polish ambassador. I mean, come on, that is so cool. And this really groovy track you're listening to right now is a song Robin wrote for March 4th marching band called Dynamite. It's fascinating to me that he finds it to be way more terrifying to perform solo as a singer-songwriter in a living room than on a stage with the band in front of thousands of people. That fear that he talks about, sitting by yourself on a chair in a room with all eyes on you, that is for real. And we do it anyway. have two of your own records and the mm-hmm. last one you recorded in 2017 is yeah that right mm-hmm. okay it's called dark stars dark stars yeah okay um i saw a video and it mm. had a six-piece band yeah. with you so is that who you recorded the records with uh yeah the video okay band. the caravan yep the caravan the name of the uh-huh. band. yep it's so fun it's so fun. i love the video thanks yeah. yeah they're all amazing musicians and i feel so lucky to play with them yeah they all do their own worlds. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So. Yeah. yeah. Is there another album in the works? Um, <laughs> yes, no. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to do another one soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been focusing on the soiree treats a lot, mm-hmm. but um, I keep etching the songs out slowly by slowly. And so once I have 10 to 12 that I'm like, these are the ones, then I'll probably kick the album into gear. Mm-hmm. But I, apparently, you know, it took me five years between the last two. So I get it. <laughs> I, I'm in that uh, category I hope it's, as well. I hope it's not five, but it's already been two and a half. Yeah. So I'm like, no. <laughs> time flies. I know. I think time's picking if up. If I can do it by under four, yeah. I'll be stoked. But right. yeah, I've already had people asking me, when's your next one? So I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I mean, that's why it's the irony is that I've been spending so much time planning the retreats and the soiree. I haven't had time to write. Mm-hmm. So, but the irony is that I made them so that I would write. So yeah, it's time to start writing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The soiree really brought a piece of the community together musically in Portland. I mean, I would say that. And yeah, I would say that too. What do you think is the most important piece for having that community in Portland? Hmm. In Portland in particular? Yeah, or maybe maybe any city. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I think you can answer that well. Um, I think especially Portland, this city sort of prides itself on that DIY grassrootsy, you know, connected community vibe. Like mm-hmm. I was sort of part of this huge wave of artists that moved here in the early 2000s. All my friends, we were like 20 to 26 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, we all moved here. It was like the big influx of artists. Were you one of the, the artists that would do the Alberta? Yes. Yeah. Man. March 4th kicked, you know, really March so 4th was sort of like one of the nucleuses is of the, of the like arts community in Northeast Portland. Um, and it was really, it's really interesting now to look back on that time and be like, wow, we were that we were that movement, this yeah. sort of burning man affiliated, you know, millennium like vibe mm-hmm. coming, coming into Portland. And it was a very vibrant time. I paid $200 a month for my room 
and um, I could make my living playing music. And I watched as we made the city quote unquote cool. <laughs> and then so all the artists moved in and then gentrification happened because it was so cool. Um, and so, and then everything became expensive and now it is what it is now. Portland still holds on to that in my opinion. We still have a lot of the weird and a lot of the creativity. Um, I think a lot of artists are still here and we're still doing our thing. Uh, it's just different. It doesn't have the same kind of rootsy vibe, but it's still very, 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 very vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the soiree, I think really holds an important role. Like many events like it, it sort of is like, Hey, we're still this community of musicians doing this thing. It's not all about money. And we're here because of the vibe and what it gives the the community. And people are constantly talking about that. And it's funny because our space just got sold. I just found out four days ago that our space is being taken over, but I talked to the owner on the phone yesterday and she was awesome and she was just like don't worry like i'm an old school portland artist and i think it's so important to keep the community vibe in portland we're not going to kick you out we're going to make this reasonable for you we're going to work with you like we need we need each other mm-hmm. and she's like i see what you're doing and we want we're doing the same thing we also need to make money but mm-hmm. it's really about the community first so mm-hmm. i think events like the soiree make me proud when I'm like, come to Portland, and we have this like house concert culture, you know, and it's so true. The city is like all about the house con- concert culture. Yeah. Like um, my friends who live in New York and San Francisco, they just don't get it. They don't get to like ride their bikes to houses and go to like three house concerts in a night on a Tuesday evening, you know. Yeah. It's so and cool. Portland is really it's like porch culture yeah <laughs> the old timey music fest yeah part of it's happening across the street over that house that i can see it's right so now cool. and they're up till 6 a.m every night i love that it's still alive so here, yeah still so alive so soiree yeah. is a part of a larger um sub community in the city yeah that you know, that really brings that and um we had Storm Large come in as a feature, mm-hmm. who is, is the singer, lead singer for Pink Martini. She's fantastic. Which is like one of the most famous bands, you know, in a certain genre in the yeah. country, really. And um, we couldn't even announce that she was coming because she was too famous. They wouldn't let her, mm-hmm. uh, let us do that. Mm-hmm. And she came and she sang for 20 minutes and she was blown away. She was like, we had to dr- literally drag her off the stage <laughs> and like cut her set because we had all these other awesome. people who wanted to play. And she was like, this is so amazing. This reminds me of 1999 in Portland. And like, she's like, this is so incredible. Don't ever go. I can't wait to come back. Oh, yeah. And I just was like, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we want. That, that's so, when you know it's good. Yeah. I hope I'm still doing this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. Cool. The rain pulls me away on this warm autumn morning. The melancholy sky of grey comforts like a cave You didn't stay last night, maybe that's the right thing Letting go is truly for the brave I tried so many times to pick up the pieces Of this broken moon that we left hanging in the sky I have no illusions only disappointments There's only so much you can do For it's time to say goodbye Say goodbye October rain The bitterness 
make love before the snow falls from the sky. We both saw the sunrise, both felt the pain. So now let it wash away October rain. on your website that really kind of uh, piqued my interest because I live in southern Oregon now and I love to grow food and garden mm-hmm. and you said you have an urban farm. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Do you still have an that's urban farm? That's an outdated farm? bio. It is, okay. But however, it's not entirely incorrect. So my previous house, which I'm still well connected to, is only six blocks down the street from where we are right now mm-hmm. and I lived there for 10 years and it's a little mini community Uh, my friend started and she we have a little urban farm in that in that community so the whole middle lot it's several lots all adjoined and the whole middle is a gigantic a gorgeous amazing organic garden with and we have chickens and all that stuff and a little orchard wow so i know people come we actually had portlandia come and film our chicken coop. You did. <laughs> Is that where they needed to know where the chickens came from? Uh, I don't think they ended up using the footage, but they did come over and film for something. Right on. Um, so that was fun. So I'm still, that's where the soiree was for the first six and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I just, I love it. I love, because people were gardening when I lived up here and just to see that that's still rocking. Oh, yeah. Maybe even thriving even more than when I was here. Like it's become cool. like a real thing. It's a lot of community gardens yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. Portland to me, I'm not up here all the time. And so mm-hmm. the change that I've seen in 10 years has been phenomenal. Like oh, it's just insane. A, unbelievable. There are moments where I'm driving around and I, it doesn't seem like the same city. But then, but then it is. It is. Like, then it really is. It is underneath. Um, it's all about the people. Yeah, and it's all yeah. you know. I think it's maybe slightly more fragmented, or maybe feels a little more fragmented. But it's like the communities and the neighborhoods are solid. You know. Yeah. Like they're really solid, and yeah, I just love that. And I think the community gardens and the soiree and the porch, you know, house concerts, all of that. That's just keeping it alive. Totally. So I think it's a really special, really yeah. cool thing. Yeah. It's still, even with the traffic. Yeah. Which I wrote a song about Portland traffic. You did? I did. <laughs> Is it recorded? Can it's I recorded. Put it on the you podcast? can totally put it on the podcast. Oh, we're totally going to put cue it on. Cue the song right now. Okay. I'm going to wait till the next bus goes by and then we'll cue it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. awesome. Right on. Yeah. It's my ode to Portland traffic. Takes an hour and a half to get anywhere 
in this fucking trap. Ick, ick, ick. Portland traffic. I don't like you very much. You kind of get in the way when I'm in a rush. Is this some kind of spiritual test or just a real bad dream? When I'm sitting in you, all I want to do is scream. A forgiven man with compassion and love and understanding. There's few things on this earth that really bring out the worst. No amount of meditation will take away the irritation when you steal time from my life. Turning left at the traffic light. It's been really fun to reconnect with you. You too, Michelle. And thanks for doing the soiree. Yeah. And I'm excited about your retreats. Yeah, me too. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you again. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to play music with you again soon. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Cool. to episode 9 of Songbones Podcast. You can subscribe to Songbones on Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like our podcast, click the like button or leave us a review. A simple click makes a huge difference in the world of podcasting. You can also support Songbones Podcast on Patreon. And for more on Robin Jackson, go to robinjackson.net or songwritersoiree.com 
and check out Robin's feature on the Spotlight page at songbones.com. See you next month. Oh.